I feel like I always have to talk trash. I feel like I just always feel this need to talk trash. And I actually, it's not actually talking trash. It's just me not liking the way that it's hard to explain. It's hard to express. And I feel like no one will understand me. The whole school is going to laugh at me when I express what I'm feeling right now. The whole school is going to laugh at me. Nobody's going to understand my thought process when I explain and express what I want to say. But hold on. Let me get comfy. Let me get comfy. Also completely, and when I say completely, hold on. Let me get comfy. Sorry. Also completely disregard everything that I just said because it was not important whatsoever but what I wanted to talk about in this podcast is this common rhetoric that I hear amongst the girlies on the internet which is everybody is weird everybody moves different I'm focusing on myself I'm focusing on my inner peace I'm cutting everybody off Like, if I don't feel like talking to you, I'm not going to talk to you. I don't care who you are. I'm cutting you off for the sake of my peace, for the sake of my peace, for the sake of my peace. I'm, I'm really focusing in on me. I'm really, like, just really seeing about me. No people pleasing no more. I'm not trying to be fake no more. Like, if I don't answer the phone, it's just because I'm trying to protect my peace. You know, I really have to be done with that. Like, don't call me. Like, everybody moves weird. I'm tired of everybody moving weird. I have to, I'm tired of giving myself. I give myself to everybody. I give myself to everybody. And it's like, I'm tired of that. Like, I have to cut that out. I feel like I'm just be giving myself to everybody. And I'm not getting it back. I need to cut this off. So I'm now, I'm cutting everybody off. The only people that are here are my core day ones. If that, even if they, if they say that they got somebody in their corner, because normally it's me against the world, lone wolf against the world is me. If they got a kid is me and my baby is me and my baby against the world. Lone wolf mentality is what I'm going to call this. The lone wolf mentality lone wolf mentality it irks me when i hear that rhetoric and it's a common rhetoric that i hear across the board what i'm gonna say as a disclaimer is one i feel like i'm a bit i feel like i'm a bit like my my position on this is limited is what i'm going to say this is the disclaimer that i'm going to say my position on this is limited because that is not the experience that i have like lived like I haven't lived a life where I'm always dodging bullets because everybody in my life is toxic everybody in my life is out to get me everybody in my life seeks to betray me everybody in my life is preying on my downfall I cannot say that I've lived that experience so when I hear everybody I'm like everybody most of it like really it's really from me and my position because I haven't experienced it is really hard to believe so that's why I'm gonna put a disclaimer that like my position is limited and I don't want to be that person and it's like well 
since I didn't see it, since I didn't experience it, nobody experiences it. Nobody goes through that. You're just being exaggerative. I don't want to be that person. So I'm going to give people grace in that of like, maybe it's not a matter of exaggerative or not. And if they're dragging it, maybe I just haven't seen it. So therefore, like, I really cannot resonate with the rhetoric with the rhetoric and I I'm a hundred percent being forthcoming in that part of it but what I will say is that I feel like I still can critique to a degree some of the rhetoric that I hear and personally what I don't like to hear is the lone wolf mentality because it's not necessary in life it's not necessary in life Sometimes it's not necessary in life. And yes, I can understand and I can resonate to a degree. But I think the problem for me is not that there isn't a problem out there. I think the rep- I think the approach and the the, 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 the the reaction that is given is not the reaction that I would give. The, 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 the reaction that is given is not something that I would personally do. The way that people move is not how I personally would move in this situation. Not to say that it doesn't happen to people because yes, there are backstabbers out there. Yes, there are people who are not out for you. Yes, there are people that are looking and literally seeking to drain you. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I mean? But I think the the mentality, which is their reaction, the lone wolf mentality reaction is not a reaction that I personally subscribe to. And you know what I hear? A common thing between this whole rhetoric that I hear all the time is it almost feels like you victimize yourself in the situation or maybe it's not that you victimize yourself with the situation, but what it feels like is that you villainize everybody in the situation. Everybody's wrong. Everybody's toxic, but you. Everybody is crazy, but you. Everybody is weird, but you. Everybody is seeking to take from you, and you've never seek to take. Everybody does you wrong. You've never done anybody wrong. Everybody is backstabbing you. You have never backstabbed. Like, it feels as though everybody is villainized in the situation, in the scenarios from what I hear. And that is what I have a problem with understanding. How is it that everybody in your life has did you wrong? How is it that everybody you've come across has ran you through the gutter how uh, how i don't know how likely it is that everybody and you had nothing to do you have no responsibility to take you have no ownership you have no accountability in this situation no stakes it's all just you were getting beat at continuously it wasn't like it was a mutually um toxic situation where they were doing you wrong and you weren't doing enough or blah blah blah, blah, blah. like where it feels super once everybody everybody and that's what i get from the lone wolf mentality approach is that everybody's out to get it everybody's bad everybody does things to me and because they do everything to me it's me against the world 
I have to protect myself, which is totally okay. I'm not, I'm not advocating against protecting yourself. You need to protect yourself. But because of that, I have to go to the extreme. Now, nobody's trustworthy because everybody in my life has did me wrong. Now, nobody is trustworthy. Nobody is dependable. No one is good out there. And now you have to stand by yourself. And I think that is the problem with it. And I think that I will give grace in this situation. It's not like it's my grace to give. Like, that's not something that I can give. But what I'm trying to say is, like, I'm trying to empathize is that it does take time for you to realize that it might be likely that you have had really bad experiences in your life with relationships and with interactions in general with people. That might be the case. And I think that it does take a lot of time for us to realize that like just because that is the case in our life, it doesn't mean that we can project that story onto the whole entire human population. What you have dealt with in your life is just one sample. It's not sometimes it's not reflective of the whole population just because your small sample in your life has done you wrong doesn't mean that every single female friend out there is crazy and weird and they all are backstabbing and you can't trust nobody because a lot of the times it's a both and most literally almost I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say I can't say for certain so I'm not gonna say every single time but most of the time from my limited perspective Situations are usually both and. Yes, people did you wrong, and that's totally valid to hold other people accountable. And sometimes the things that people do to us, we do not warrant them. Like, it's not like we ask for them to happen, but sometimes they do happen. And then other times, maybe the actions that we take, whether we wanted the response or not, the actions that we take, the decisions that we make, cause certain things to happen to us and it's not to say that you wanted this bad thing to happen to you it's not to say that you want it to be backstabbed it's not to say that you want it to be como se dice drug through the gutter nobody wants those things but sometimes the actions that we take the behaviors that we are making and the decisions that we are making open up opportunities for that to happen so in that situation is both there they're wrong and you're wrong what are you doing to allow that to happen this is not the case for everything in life you can't control what other people do in life at all literally you cannot control but you can control your actions and i think it is healthy to hold ourselves accountable what am i doing Am I like? And I think to a degree, the long wolf mentality, the lone wolf mentality, excuse me, does hold themselves accountable, but the way that it's expressed doesn't look like actual accountability because they recognize okay I've been overextending myself okay I recognize that I've been trying to people please okay I recognize that I have been giving myself too much and these relationships are no longer serving me but the way that you hold yourself accountable is like okay I recognize I need to change my behaviors but now I'm going to go to the extreme with this. I'm cutting everybody off. Everybody off because everybody is trash. I'm cutting everybody off because I need my peace. I need my peace. I need my peace. It's me against Like, how, how is that holding yourself accountable? You recognize that you need to make a change and you do make a change, but the change is extreme. And it still is placing blame on other people instead of saying, I, I was not making 
wise discerning decisions and now I have to rework how I do things you know what I mean it's not that everybody is weird it's just that some people are not compatible and they can no longer be in my life but sometimes it sounds so self-righteous so self-righteous now what I would say because I was just listening to this video by this girl and this is what in um this is what Como City say uh inspired this podcast today because I was just listening to the girl and some of the things that she was saying I can resonate with she was like I had to take a detox from social media and I cut everybody off cold turkey which is her decision to make you know what I mean you do what you feel like you need to do she felt like she needed to cut everybody off cold turkey then she goes on this monologue tangent about, I don't care if we were middle school friends. I don't care if we took baths together. I don't care who you were. You were cut off. If I didn't feel like talking to you, I wasn't going to talk to you. If I didn't like feel like picking up the phone, then I don't need to pick up the phone. If I didn't feel like talking about, you know, guys all day long. She said N-word. Talking about guys all day long that I just didn't pick up the phone. If I didn't want to feel like being in drama, that I just didn't be in drama. Like, and I like, right, right. Like, People are pretty, like, she's on the good track. She's recognizing that I don't have a social obligation to uphold these things in my life if I recognize that these are not the things that I want in my life. I don't have to feel obligated to talk to people when I don't want to talk to people. I don't have to feel obligated to be friends with people when I don't want to be friends. Like, that is okay. Like, I, I she's recognizing that she's on the right track of like you don't have to feel obligated to do these things and I don't know if my reaction is right or wrong so I'm not going to come on here and say whether my perspective or my position is right or wrong I know I definitely sound like my position is right or wrong and it's just me trying to defend where I take a stand at but I do want to disclaim that I don't know I don't know everything and I don't know what's healthy and what's not healthy I haven't gotten to that chapter in the book but when I get to that chapter in my textbook I'll let you know whether or not her approach is healthy or not but what I will say is I personally me this is just separated from any type of credential I don't really care for the whole monologue tangent of I don't care who you are I don't care what you done I don't care if we grew up together I don't care I had to cut you out I don't I'm not gonna pick up the phone I'm not gonna pick it's like I understand that you do have a right to do that you know what I mean you don't have a right to communicate to people when you don't want to speak something like you, you don't have to do any of those things you know what I mean but I think where are you holding in your own like space like what type of energy are you holding when you do that you know what I mean I'm kind of losing my train of thought too um I'm kind of losing my train of thought this is what I will say to finish that off what I was saying before is that I resonate with what she was saying because I too have gotten to a point where in one of the relationships in my life I'm tired of talking about the same thing every single day I'm tired of being I'm tired of being an emotional dump person where every time we get on the phone we're talking about your love life every single time I'm tired of being that dump where you emotionally dump your romantic problems on me I'm getting to that point and I haven't gotten the courage to explain that yet but I know that this is something that I need to do because I am quickly recognizing that it is draining me. So 
until I get the words and like the uh, I, until I get together what I want to express to this person in my life and how what they're doing is affecting me. I've decided to take a step back. I've decided to put a physical boundary up because I cannot verbally state my boundaries at this time because I am considerate of this person's thoughts. I don't have to be considerate because it's my boundaries at the end of the day. I could just tell you or I could just not tell you, but at the end of the day, it's my boundaries that I know what I need to do. But because I care for this person, I am considerate. Maybe that's not the same situation for this girl in the video and whoever else is in her life, which I can totally understand because we got to do what we got to do for our different situations. But what I will say is, is that I had to put a physical boundary of physically falling back. Whenever they call, I had to put a boundary up of like, I'm not going to always be available to answer. I'm not going to always be available to answer. Sometimes I'm not because in those moments when you call, if I am not emotionally filled up with energy to give, then I, I've decided in my head, I cannot answer that phone. That's a personal boundary that I put up. I haven't voiced that to them yet. I don't have to voice that to them, but I know that I, I am enforcing that on my end. But what I would never do is go on a tangent talking about this person in my life to everybody in my life and dogging this person out and making them out to be a villain. And maybe my situation is different because I actually care about this person. I consider them to be a friend in my life. So therefore, I wouldn't ever do that. Maybe it's different. Maybe the people that are in her life that she feels is draining her, she doesn't really hold much value to them. But and this is not me just singling out this one person, but people in general just me personally i'm gonna just talk about me personally you're never gonna hear me going on tangents talking about people dragging their name through they just suck venom out of you they're always looking to lean on me they're always looking for me to be their support and they're never my support they're just always dragging out of me i had to cut them off i had to cut them off i had to protect my peace like why is this a monologue that needs to be had you know what i mean that's just me and again, I don't know if that's healthy or not. I'm not going to say whether it's healthy or not, whether my approach is better or not. But what I know from my approach is that that's not something that I'm going to do. You know what I mean? And maybe it's a matter of me just respecting that other people's approach is not going to be my approach because that could definitely be a valid factor. But it's just a point to be made. But back to the whole lone wolf approach. The first point that I made with that one to wrap that up is that sometimes it feels like the lone wolf approach villainizes everyone else in the situation and you have no stakes in the situation. You have no accountability. There's no responsibility on your part for what you did in the situation. You know, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like there's no and I find a problem with that. And I think I can confidently say that that is wrong for you to villainize everybody in the situation and you're the only innocent one standing i understand that there are definitely very valid situations where that is true you know what i mean it's true that we sometimes are victims in situations and it's true that people do things to us unwarranted we never ask for it and people should be held accountable for that but on the other end of that is that our responsibility is to govern ourselves is to 
to take care of ourselves. And so we have to make the best decisions to take care of ourselves. And if we continuously put ourselves in situations, then at some point it's our fault or at some point we have some responsibility to take. And it's okay to recognize that we have to do changes too. We have to do work too. But sometimes it just feels like everybody else is toxic and you're the only fully functioning healthy person in a situation and I I need us to understand that it's an ongoing thing like we're all ongoingly becoming healthy it's not like you just get healthy and just stop like we're all human beings that are fallible that will make mistakes and we have to own up to whatever mistakes and fallacies that come about and that's okay The second part of the lone wolf approach that I personally don't like is that we project what we see in our small select samples onto everybody in the world. Now, just because everybody in your life did you wrong, everybody in the world did you wrong. And that's not true. Not everybody is weird. Not everybody is going to be a backstabber. Not all, air quote, females can't be trusted. All females are fake. All females want to do is be on social media. It's no, all the females you know want to be on social media. All the females you know are fake. All the females you know did you wrong and they made you feel some type of way. You know what I mean? Not everybody, because there's a whole select set of people out here that are solid individuals, that are solid friends. The third point that I want to make is, are they weird? Are they playing in your face? Or or are you placing them in a different spot that they cannot meet? What are your expectations for these people? Are they weird? Are they fake? Or are you not discerning? I heard this TikTok by a creator that I cannot name and I apologize but she was talking about some people are not weird because she was talking she was basically speaking on the same thing that I'm speaking on of the common rhetoric of all these females are weird they can't be trusted everybody move weird and she's like sometimes people are not moving weird sometimes you just place too many expectations on these people and they're not meant to meet those expectations you're expecting people to be your deep solid friend your down-to-earth friend when they were never meant to be that person in your life you were expecting for this guy to be your man and your husband when he was never wanting to even occupy that space in your life so the second that they do what they're gonna do regardless and you misread it now they're weird now they're trash now they're fake they were always this way you place the expectation on them and now they can't uphold the expectations that you put and the creator went on to talk about how like not every relationship is going to be a deep relationship sometimes friends are just friends for travel friends for school friends for this friends for that You know what I mean? Not everybody is going to be that deep, solid person. And you have to be really selective and really choosy on who you decide to say, I want you to hold this place in my life. Because some people cannot be that for you. And you be wanting them to be that for you so bad. You be wanting them to be your solid. And they can't do it. You want them to be able to consistently text you, consistently reach out to you, consistently care for you, consistently be there, be your solid rock. They can't be that because one, they don't want to be that. (laughs) If they wanted to, to a degree, they would. 
if I kind of believe, I believe in the, if they wanted to, they would. You know what I mean? Because I believe that relationships take reciprocal energy. You know what I mean? Like you have to want to be there or you're not going to be there. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to show up unless you put active energy into being there. So you were wanting them to be that and they did not want to be that or maybe they just could not be that and you tried to force them to be that and now that they're trying to do their best but they really can't do their best now all of a sudden they're weird no you weren't discerning you weren't discerning some of the times people do be weird some of the times people do be backstabbing some of the times people just be filthy just to be filthy some of the times people just be just out to hurt people just because it just brings them you know come on city say satisfaction to see people messed up like that but sometimes we're not discerning enough and i think this is where and forgive me because i already know that i'm going to sound inflated and I know I'm going to sound self-righteous and I don't mean it to be that way but this is where it brings me to that full circle I mentioned in the beginning that I personally cannot resonate with the whole idea of everybody in my life being out to get me everybody in my life being trash to me everybody in my life backstabbing me I cannot resonate with that and I think one of the reasons why I can say that I don't have that experience for the most part I've had a really good experience with friendships with relationships in general romantic relationships we're gonna talk about that another day but like core solid relationships as far as far as like familiar relationships whatever work relationships associateships classmates for the most part my relationships in my life have been good They've been solid. I don't have horrific experiences with that. And I think one of the reasons that I can attribute to this is because of my gift of discernment. From a young age, I've always been a discerning individual. I observe. I sit. Forgive me. I don't want to sound like self-righteous. Like, y'all need to do this. Y'all need to get like me. I've been doing this since birth. I don't want to be that way. Because it's not even me. It was, it's a gift that I was given by the one above, literally. But honestly, my, my, my natural disposition is to be discerning. And I remember there was like this pivotal moment in my life where I was expressing to my mom how I wanted to have a lot of friends. Like I always wanted like a large friend group where there are multiple friends in the group, like a large friend group. And I was telling my mom like, cause I get a lot of anxiety around my birthdays and how I feel like I don't have like a lot of people who I think are like close enough to me to, to who I would want to spend my birthday with. Like most of my birthdays, I only want to spend it with one person, which is my best friend at the time. Like I'm super content with doing that. But I always feel my I always feel this pressure to like have a birthday party with people there. But like I don't I feel the pressure to do that. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to do that because it's like, how many people do I really want to be there? I don't really know these people. You know what I mean? They're cool and I enjoy their energy, but like, it's not that much, you know, but I was expressing that desire to my mom. I'm like, I want to have a lot of friends. I want to have a friend group. And she told me, Kamari, she said, Mari, you're not going to have friends. <laughs> I always like to tell the story like that, where I just stopped there. Of like, Mari, you're not going to have friends. But she did tell me that. She was like, Mari, you're not going to have friends. You're not going to have a lot of friends. 
It's because you have a spirit of discernment. So you know how to weed people out before they even get close to you. And that is so true. It has been true to me for a really long time in my life. And it's something that has really saved me. It's really saved me and it's something that has been super consistent in my life. And it's something that I'm very grateful of, of my ability to be discerning. When I walk into any group, into any space, into any organization, whatever it may be, my first instinct is to sit back and observe. I'm looking at you. I'm studying you. And if I see that your vibe is different, you're not getting close. I'm studying you. If I see that you are off, that the way that you live your life is not the way that I live my life, as far as core values go, as far as like the coreness of it, if you don't vibe how I vibe in the words of how people talk today, you're not getting close. If I see that we're not compatible, you're not getting close. I will talk to you wherever you at. We can kiki here. We can laugh there. Sometimes we can kick it and cool it there, but you're not getting close. I'm not expecting you to be my one and only, to be my A1, ace buku. Like, I'm not expecting that. When I'm in a space, I'm not telling you all of my business. I'm not disclosing much about myself because I don't know you. I don't know what you're going to do with that information. I don't know how you're going to handle that. Why am I going to emotionally dump on you, expecting for you to be able to carry me? I don't even know how you regulate your own emotions. How can I expect you to want to regulate mine? I'm not sharing my life story with you. If I don't know what you, like, I don't know who you are. I don't know your character. You're not going to get close unless I've studied you. And I've said, you seem like a good, solid candidate to be able to get close to me. And that's why very few people are my friend. And very few people can say that they know me intimately because you don't know me. You don't know me. And I feel like that's why I can confidently say And I can gratefully say that I haven't experienced horrific friendship fallouts, horrific work relationship fallouts, horrific relationship fallouts, because I'm weeding you out before you even get close. You don't even have a chance to get close to me to bring that much emotional damage to me. And I think that the practice of discernment can be helpful for a lot of people if we learn to not give ourselves whether that be emotionally physically mentally whatever it may be to people at full capacity right out the gate we can save ourselves a lot of time a lot of energy a lot of emotional investment vet people out get to know them slowly Keep them out of arms. This Don't bring everybody in. Not everybody gets to come in. Not everybody gets to be that close to you if you don't know what they do. You, If you don't know how they operate, they shouldn't even be that close to you. Think of it like the Secret Service. Think about, you think that somebody getting close to the president unless they've been vetting? Ain't no way you're getting close to the vet, to the president if you haven't been vetted. Think of yourself as the president. They're not going to get close to you unless they've been vetted. And it'll save yourself a lot of assassination attempts. 
You know why assassination attempts aren't that, and I'm just speaking out my butt right now. You know why assassination attempts aren't that widely known and heard of? It's because they know that it's a vetting process. If there weren't a vetting process and if people weren't heavily um, vigilant and guarded, doesn't mean that your guard is up forever and nobody gets in. It's just to say that this is a selective process. If there wasn't that, everybody would be trying to kill the president every single day. Whatever president is, whatever year it is. But because there's a vetting process, it's very few and far between. They're not even that close because they've been vetted. You know what I mean? And I think that's a valuable lesson that we can take place. And one thing that I will say is that having a discerning spirit doesn't mean that you're immune from betrayal, that you're immune from, como se dice, backstabbing, that you're immune. Because I too have experienced betrayal. I too have, excuse me. I too have experienced betrayal and heartbreak and feeling of backstabbiness or whatever it may be. But my mentality and my 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 stance isn't that of abrasive, combative, and defensive of like, this person did me wrong. Everybody in the world did me wrong. Everybody does me wrong. I am just, what is it for me that everything happens to me? Everything happens to me. That's not my story. Because I recognize that like, People going to do what people going to do. They're going to make mistakes and it hurts. And I had to go through the process of hurting and I had to go through the process of healing. And it didn't happen overnight. Again, I feel like my situation is different because I really care about the people who are in my life. I really do. I really care about the people who are close to me. So when something happens to the people that are close to me, when the people that are close to me do things, it hurts more because it's very, very selective in the first place. If you're far away, yeah, it might hurt me. Yeah, it might. But I can get over that a lot fast. But the people that are close to me, it does hurt a lot more because there's a lot that I invest into my inner circle. I forgot my train of thought, but like, anyways, uh, yeah, things happen and it happens and it didn't take, it's not overnight, you know what I mean? Healing, it took a really long time to heal, but this is what I was going to say. I never speak down on their character and I guess it's because I really cared about them at the end of the day, so I was able to give them the benefit of the doubt, you know what I mean? One of my previous friendships one of my previous friendships I don't even know what I'm trying to say oh yeah when she hurt me it hurt and I did express my upset I expressed my pain I expressed how disappointed I expressed all the how dare how dare she how could she how would she but one thing that I would not do is talk bad about her character as a whole i can never bring myself to talk bad about her character as a whole and villainize her as a whole like you are a villain and you targeted me and you like and talk talk bad about her i can't do that i can't do that i can't i can talk about the situation and i can talk about the situation and how it hurt me and how and i can also hold her accountable and say how her Como se dice, actions affected me. I can do that. But I'm not going to talk bad about her character. 
And I'm also going to take a accountability. And after that situation, you know what I learned? I learned that was the first situation that introduced me to boundaries. I never really understood the concept of boundaries until that happened to me. And I remember having a nightmare, a literal nightmare about the situation and how bad it hurted me and how I never wanted it to happen to me again. Or I wanted to reduce the chance of it happening to me. And so I literally woke up out of that nightmare and I looked up boundaries and I started to do some research to take accountability for my half. I couldn't control what she did, but I can control how I handle it next time. And I started to be like, what are boundaries? How do I put those up? Oh, you can kind of like verbally state what you can and cannot do, what you can and cannot take, what you will and will not accept. You can do that. You can put up verbal boundaries. You can put up physical boundaries and say, hey, listen, I cannot do this. I can't do that. You can put up mental boundaries and say, this is how much I can give. This is how much. I didn't know that until that happened. And then I started to do it. I was like, that changed my life. That was the first iteration. But anyways, all of this to say is that the lone wolf mentality, I personally don't like it because because I feel like we are social human beings and I think that we thrive in community. Community is so important. And so for us to front as if we just need to be alone and you have to cut everybody off and you need to protect your peace, like yes, Put up boundaries, protect your peace, but also hold yourself accountable and also know that like there are people out there that could be good for you and that can do for you what you want to do for other people. You know what I mean? It's about being discerning and selective. And once you start to practice that a little bit more, maybe you'll have better luck with the experiences and the relationships that you have in your life. But this is not a whole world population issue, I don't think. You know what I mean? Not everybody is a villain. Not everybody is a boogeyman. Not everybody is out to get you. This is another thing that I think that should be explored and and why I will say maybe it's just a difference of approach and maybe one approach isn't better than the other because I just am learning so much about myself. My approach to the world, like my default lens to the world is glass half full, is not glass half empty. I don't go into situations expecting for people to do me wrong i don't expect for people to backstab me i don't expect for people to drag me through the gutter i don't expect for that to happen (laughs) you know what i mean i truly don't think everybody is out to get me everybody is a boogeyman everybody is fake i don't see the world that way so it's so hard for me to see why are you seeing why do you think everybody's out to get you but i think that that just has to go to our lived experiences maybe these people have been pained so much and hurt so much that it really does feel like everybody is out to get you and I've just been lucky enough to not experience that and so therefore I've been afforded the opportunity to see things in a more positive light but that at the end of the day positivity over negativity any day any day any day so I understand that it might be harder for you, especially if you have life experiences where most of these experiences have been negative, which further reinforces the idea that everybody is a boogeyman. But I need you to understand that not everybody is a boogeyman. Not everybody is out to get you. Not every girl is fake. Not everybody is weird. Not everybody moves weird. Not everybody is a backstabber. There are some solid people out there that want to do for you what you do for them. And I hope that it comes to you and I hope that you are discerning 
so that you could open your eyes and see who for you and who not for you before they even get close to you for you to find out that they're not for you you know so that's the end of my TED talk on a little lone wolf mentality it aggravates me because sometimes I, I like I said before I, there's a lot of truth to everything you need to protect your peace people are crazy people do hurt people like I'm not negating that that's true but sometimes the way that I receive it as this like self-righteous villainizing monologue of you have to be this ruthless person this is another thing that i have a problem with why because everybody is nasty to you now you have to be ruthless and have no type of consideration for people at all now you're just that like what <laughs> at some point you become toxic trying to be the healthy person but maybe not maybe not sometimes separation and boundary putting up is a is a brutal situation you know what I mean? And I can understand both sides. Because the second that you start to put up boundaries, the people who benefit from your lack of boundaries and they are not really willing to grow with you are going to have a problem with you no longer letting them do what they want to do to you. You know what I mean? Because people have been conditioned. Oh, you operate this way. I know I can do this with her. I know that I can do this with him. I know I can operate like this. And the second that you switch up for your peace or for your good and you put up a boundary, it might be hard for some people. And they might call you toxic. You're not toxic. You're not a boogeyman at all. You're doing your peace. So I'll give you grace in that. You know what I mean? I can understand that. You got to do what you got to do. Still, again, I don't like the monologues. I'll never like the monologues. It's just not who I am. It's not to say that your monologues are wrong because you go on a rant and a tangent talking about how you have to protect your peace. You have to cut everybody off. It's you and your baby against the world. It's just something that I... <laughs> Please forgive me. I'm sorry because I, I know I sound self-righteous right now. Forgive me. It's just not something I would do. And I'm not sure if it is helpful. Protect your peace. I don't know. In silence, maybe? I don't know. I can't tell you what to do. Maybe protect. I don't know. Preferably, I would want you to protect your peace in, in silence. Why do I need to know that you're protecting your peace? You know what I mean? Why do I need to, like, unless I'm doing something directly to you and you're letting me know, hey, come on, I'm putting up a boundary between us because I'm not liking how this is happening or your actions are affecting me in this way. So because of that, I'm going to have to pull back. I can understand that type of explicit communication of like, I'm telling you forthcoming, this is what it is. But the whole, it feels like ambiguous. It feels like it's an indirect, direct message. I'm protecting my peace. Is giving a post that you put on your story for the people that you want to know that you're protecting your peace from, but you don't want to say it to their face. And that's what I could do without. I, I personally could do without. Either tell them to their face that you are protecting your peace to them or protect your peace in silence because you also have a right to do that. You don't have to tell people that you're protecting your peace when you protect your peace, just protect it. But if you want to tell them, protect, tell them directly. Why is it broadcast to everyone? I don't even know this girl on the internet. Is she telling me that she protected her peace from people. And it's like, why well, I gotta be in it? <laughs> That's why I be just like confused. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it is what it is. It's gonna be what it's gonna be. Low wolf mentality, stop it. 
stop it stop it we work best in packs just find your pack we work best in community find your community we work best in groups with people find your people not everybody is toxic find your people and be discerning when you're doing it all right bye